Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So I had an interesting experience this weekend, and by interesting, I mean like deeply disturbing kind of stuff I'm going to share with you today. Um, And I think it's going to kind of get under your skin like it got under mine. Because I just want us all to get back to kind of like a reality thing. You know, reality, where we're all living in the same universe, where facts are facts, data is data, and what makes sense makes sense. Common sense kind of thing. Where'd that all go? Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. I protect my data with a VPN. You should too. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show on this fine Monday. Heavy news day. I've got people losing their grip on reality. I'll explain what I mean by that. I've got, if liberalism is so spectacular, why is this happening? If X, then Y. This story's unsurprising but interesting. And then also Ilhan Omar and AOC um, losing their minds. They're now all in uh, supporting terrorists. Yes, I said it because it's true. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Again, there are tons of VPN providers out there. You've probably heard of a couple of them before. You may have even used one. But I like to do my research on sponsors. You know that I only recommend products I believe in and use. I can say with confidence ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market. And here's why. They don't log your data. Lots of cheap VPNs out there make money by selling your data to ad companies. You know that? ExpressVPN develops a technology technology called Trusted Server that makes it impossible for their servers to log any of your info. Second is speed. Speed's important. I've tried other VPNs in the past. They slow down your connection. Who needs that? I've been using ExpressVPN for years. My internet speeds are blazing fast. Even when I connect to servers thousands of miles away, I can still stream HD quality videos with zero lag. The last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart from other VPNs is how easy it is to use. Just fire up the app, click one button to connect. It's really that easy. You know, your grandparents could use it. It's that simple. I, you know, I'll be a grandparent in maybe uh, five or six years. I can use it. It's not just me saying this. Wired, The Verge, CNET, and many other tech parents, uh, tech experts, excuse me, tech parents, rate ExpressVPN, the number one VPN in the world. Protect yourself with the VPN that I use and trust. Use my link, expressvpn.com slash Bongino today and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Go today, expressvpn.com slash Bongino to learn more. Go today. All right, Joe, let's go. What happened? You're too excited today, huh? Ah, you yeah. Me, uh, no, I, I was just going to make it clean. <laughs> oh, all right, cool. <laughs> I used to laugh in it. Ah, intro. All right, so let's get right there. All right, there you go. I did Joe's. All right. <laughs> Ladies and Thank gentlemen, you. people are losing their minds. Yeah, you're welcome, buddy. Their grip on reality is um, grip, you know, grip. What, I got my gripper here? I got it. I got these cool. They're not a sponsor, but that doesn't matter. These alpha grips things are pretty cool. This is a reverse gripper. You put it on your finger, you squeeze it out, you get those extensor muscles and and the other one, the flexor muscles. So grip, reality, reality, grip, reality, leaving. What do I mean? So a couple couple things happened to me this weekend. First, one out. I'm all into like the boating thing now. I hated boats forever because I'm from the city in the New York City. And the only water we ever had access to was a fire hydrant. You pretend to swim in it, you know, like that. So I was never really a big boat person. But my buddy took me on the boat this weekend. I had a blast, had a good time this weekend. Everything was great. I was in a great mood until Sunday. Why? Because I don't venture out much. I don't leave my house much. Um, I just don't. I work from home. This is a home office here. Every. But he comes to my house. We do our thing here. We run our office out of here. So I don't get out. So when I get out, I really don't want to be, you know, bothered by stupidity. And it was a lot of stupidity this weekend. So first, my wife and I go to the mall. I got to get some clothes, okay? I wear the same thing every day, I, all the time. Gee, can you can attest to that, correct? Yes, Gee, all the time. All the time, I wear the same thing. Yeah, I know. He may say, ah, that's gross. Why would you say that? Because it's true. I'll wear like one pair of jeans and wash. I do actually wash them, I promise you. But So I need some clothes. I need some gear, right? So I went out to the mall, and it's interesting. Palm Beach Gardens Mall. Uh, the CDC has already said if you're vaccinated. Again, you do you on vaccines, whatever. I, I, you know, I did mine. Uh, they say, the CDC said if you're vaccinated, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to wear a mask, right, inside. Because it's just common sense. If you're, if you're telling us what vaccines work, they work great. And then on the other hand, you're saying, but wear a mask. Why are you wearing a mask if there's no threat? You can't have those two things operate at the same time. They don't connect, as I said on my Fox and Friends appearance this morning, right? So I go into the mall, and we're in this one store. I won't say what because I don't want to embarrass them. And we're, 
I mean, like, literally at the register checking out, not figuratively, like, at the register with the stuff. My wife's buying some stuff. I don't have a mask. She doesn't have a mask on, right? And the guy's like, hey, you know, you need a mask in the store. So Paula's like, yeah, yeah, great. I uh, appreciate that. He goes, do you want one? She goes, no, I'm good. Yeah, but you really need a mask. No, no, I don't. Do you want the sale or not? You want the, do you want the sale or not? Here's the clothes. Here's the gear. Here's the, you want the sale or not? So the guy finally starts giving her a dirty look because I don't know. He, maybe he doesn't. I don't, I don't, I don't know. He do science, you do science, whatever it may be, right? I don't get it. You can't have it both ways. But he's given my wife a dirty look the entire time, which is interesting because, you know, some other places it seems kind of okay with it. But what are we doing, folks? Are we living in reality or not? When is the insanity going to stop with the whole mask thing at this point? Is Does this vaccine that everybody's pumping, again, you do you. Personal decision, your body, your choice. Totally understand, man. Totes my goats, I get it, right? I get it. But the messages don't make sense. I can't say this enough, and I don't mean to drone on about this topic, but it's really infuriating. Does the damn thing work or not? And if it works, what the hell are we doing wearing masks on our faces? What are we preventing if there's very little threat because you've been vaccinated? The stories can't coexist. Either the vaccine works like they said, or you need a mask because it doesn't work. It's not just that. I go to a local church, love it, great people there. I want to just be clear, it's not their fault. They have to take instructions from the bishop. Not their fault. The guy says at the end, nice guy, but he's like, listen, we, you know, we, we've been told by the bishop that we're still going to stick with this mask policy in church, even if you're vaccinated. I'm like, what, what are we doing here? What are we doing why are we feeding into this public delusion anymore? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm really getting tired of the disconnect between reality and what we live in now. Because what we live in now is not reality. The CDC and the Biden administration are griping endlessly about vaccine hesitancy, how people don't want to get the vaccine. I get it. You do you. Totally understand. Friend of mine I was talking to this weekend. He doesn't want it. Totally get it. They're griping about hesitancy, while at the same time, you have entities out there that are supposed to take leadership roles that are out there saying, we're going to stick with the old recommendations. Why? Why are you doing that? Can you please explain to me, in a coherent sentence, why we are doing this? Why we are feeding into a delusion? You're making people crazy. You don't believe me? Why am I bringing this up? Dan, you spoke about this last week. Because I read this crazy, crazy piece at the New York Times. This is a real piece, folks. It's not a joke. Here it is. Headline. Sarah Near. They're vaccinated and they're keeping their masks on. Maybe forever. This is a real article. Why are you doing this? I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm asking a question. And, and how is it? I don't get it. So everybody gets kicked off YouTube for daring to ask a question like, hey, how effective are these vaccines, right? Is there any danger to them? Fair questions. Right? You're not allowed on you. We'll probably get kicked off today. Joe, do you have the uh, opener, please? The communist uh, opener? We're oh, talking yeah. about YouTube. Please, I kick sure that off. Stand by. Here we go. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Keith, everybody's popping a salute because we're talking about screw tube. You got to open up with the beginning of the Soviet national anthem. Of course, they'll probably kick us off today, which is okay with me. I really don't care. It's why I'm on Rumble. But I'm just asking a question. I'm just asking a question. If it works and there's very low risk, are, are, are we allowed to even ask? Are there going to be any side effects down the road? Are there? Is it? Are we allowed to say that anymore? Now, what's feeding into the hysteria? Pieces like this. I'm sorry. I almost lost my point there. It was perfectly okay. It's perfectly okay now for the New York Times and other entities out there to promote mass hysteria about mask wearing if you're vaccinated. That's okay. Even though the CDC has said it is unnecessary to wear a mask if you're vaccinated indoors. They've said that. I didn't miss anything. Joe didn't miss it. Guy didn't miss it. Paula didn't miss it. It's there. The CDC said it. 
So when people like the New York Times are write articles about people wearing masks forever, why are they allowed to write these articles? I thought questioning the CDC's guidance was heresy. I thought you were, it was Hester Prynne. You had, I, if, 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 if I had a, a pair of me, I would put a scarlet letter. I'd draw it with a Sharpie. Actually, I'm a Hester Prynne, adulterer, Hester Prynne, right? Everyone, this, everybody's got to be shamed for questioning the CDC. But how are these people not questioning the CDC? How, why, why are they given a pass? You get what I'm saying, folks? Does this make sense? If you dare put on ScrewTube anything, asking any question about the vaccine at all, you're eliminated. You are technologically wiped out from the face of planet Earth by the YouTube Soviets forever. But when the CDC says, no, nah, we think these vaccines work, you don't need to wear masks inside. And yet the New York Times and others and other businesses keep telling people, no, that's not, that's not true. We recommend you wear them. They're, they're no problem at all. No problem at all. They're allowed to propagate the misinformation everywhere. Here, look at this from the New York Times article. Listen, I don't know this guy. I'm not knocking him personally. You want to wear a mask, wear a mask. It's not my business. I actually love liberty and freedom. If you're more comfortable with a double mask, you you rock the deuce every day. You know the deuce, right? The double mask. You want to rock the deuce every day? Rock the deuce. That's not my problem. You do you. New York Times, they talk about this guy, Joe Glickman. Don't know Joe, but it says whenever Joe Glickman heads out for groceries, he places an N95 mask over his face and tugs a cloth mask on top of it. I don't know, oxygen's maybe not his thing. I don't know. He then pulls on a pair of goggles. Folks, this article isn't from a year ago. This is like from a few days ago. Here, this is where it gets more interesting. He has used his safety protocol for the past 14 months. It did not change after he contracted the coronavirus last November. I'm sorry to hear that. It didn't budge either when earlier this month... He also became fully vaccinated. In fact, it says he plans to do his grocery run, rocking the deuce, double masked and goggled for at least the next five years. I'm at show's over. (laughs) Geek got confused. He's like, really? I told me I told him we may have to wrap up early. today. We're getting warmed up for next week's radio show. I'm just kidding. Show's not The goggles and the deuce for five years? Why is this? Again, I don't know Joe Glickman. Sounds like a nice guy. Great. If you want to goggle up and rock the deuce, rock the deuce. I believe in liberty. I'm not going to give you a dirty look. I don't care. I don't care. My question to you is, why are you doing that? What are you defending against? Oxygen? What are you defending against? The man described in the article has had coronavirus, meaning there is a strong likelihood he has at least short-term immunity. A very strong science. He has also been vaccinated, despite likely having antibodies. What is it, T and B cells as well? He's also been vaccinated. What are you defending against? The answer is you're defending against media hysteria that is perfectly legal by the screw tube communists, fake book and others. But when people ask on the other side of the political aisle to ask serious questions like, hey, are we allowed to ask questions about vaccine side effects? You will be banned instantly. But when the New York Times writes an article about people rocking the deuce for five years wearing like, Snoopy goggles when he was the Red Baron or whatever it was. Nobody seems to care. Everybody's like, let's just feed the hysteria. He hates this topic, I know. He didn't. He thought I ranted too long this week. Too bad. I'm, I can't take it anymore. I can't. I, li- I Listen, I love Jesus. Love Jesus. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I worship Jesus, not men. And I cannot believe that the church is doing this. When at the end, good guy again, not his fault, when he said, yeah, we're going to recommend you keep wearing masks, 
I said loud enough that I, I shouldn't have said you shouldn't speak. It was rude, but I couldn't help myself. I'm on my life. I looked at my wife and I said, no, no, thanks. We're not doing that. Thank you. Then you get joker clowns like Dan Rather, who Dan Rather, this is, here's his tweet, which is funny. You could have just stopped it after the first two words. I'm confused. Yeah, that's it. Thanks, Dan. You are confused. Dan Rather's whole life's been confused. But remember the whole George Bush Air National Guard story? He was confused there, too. But Dan Rather tweets, I love this kind of, what is it, counter-transference or something? I forget. My psychology training is years ago, decades ago. Dan Rather blaming us for what liberals do. He says, quote in his Twitter account, I'm confused. Why should people care if someone wants to wear a mask outside? Dan. We don't care. We actually love liberty. American patriots who believe in the Constitution of freedom. If you want to rock the deuce, rock the deuce, buddy. Put on goggles. Put on a hazmat suit. I don't care. It's you who keep interfering in our business, demanding we do things that are not science. We're recommending you wear masks still if you're vaccinated. Why? Can you please explain that to me? Please, I'll, I'll wait. Explain why, please. Explain the risk. You, scientist Dan Rather, or the scientists who are now running, apparently, the Catholic Church. Please explain to me what we're preventing. I'll, I'll listen. I'm open to hearing it. I'm confused. I'm confused. Why are you worried about wearing a mask? I don't care. You do you. You don't believe in the science of respiration and oxygen? You do you. I'll stick with O2 in, CO2 out. It's a tried and true principle of human respiration for a very long time. You know, plants do the opposite. CO2 in, oxygen out. That why, that's why plants are really good to have around. They pump out a lot of oxygen for us to breathe in. In, out. O2 in, CO2 out. Lungs, diaphragm. You want to wear this? Air goes in. You unaware of how this whole thing happens? All right. Let me get to my next story. <laughs> Liberals, I'm telling you. Reality, grip. Reality, grip. There's no grip on reality anymore. We're living in crazy, crazy pills time. All right. Let me get to my second sponsor. Our friends at Chad uh, <laughs> Cell. Ladies and gentlemen, summer's only a couple weeks away. Trust me, summer's here in Florida already. So it, summer's only a couple weeks away where you are. It's here. Time to celebrate longer days and fun in the sun. You deserve it. I had a lot of fun in the sun this weekend. I melted on the water, hanging out at the sandbar down there. A lot of people came up, really good folks. But it's very sunny in Florida. And right now, Chamonix celebrating with a sale you deserve. During GenuCell's summer blowout, get the brand new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum absolutely free with your order. Here's Bobby from Fresno, California. Three days before my doctor's appointment, I started using Zotique. And she said, what have you changed? Your skin looks great. I told her Zotique. It's a miracle worker. Thank you. Thanks, Bobby. And for a limited time, every GenuCell order includes the GenuCell jawline treatment and legendary GenuCell XV anti-wrinkle moisturizer, also free. That's three free gifts when you order GenuCell today. Give your skin the best skincare money can buy and look 10, 15, even 20 years younger. Chamonix promises you'll see results within 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back. Just ask my mother-in-law. She looks amazing. Everybody always tells her that. We're out of breakfast this weekend. Go to GenuCell.com and enter my special discount, Dan40. That's Dan40 for an additional $40 off your order, plus free gifts today. Don't wait. Go to GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L. Com. That's GenuCell.com, promo code DAN40 at checkout. All right, thanks, GenuCell. We appreciate it. So again, liberals' reality, grip, losing it. Uh, we're nowhere near reality anymore. And it really does get infuriating um, until the data kind of punches them in the face. And they'll still ignore it and make up another fairy tale as to why liberalism is a cancer on the collective arse of humankind. They'll make up another reason why, like, well... Vaccine, liberals are telling us, get the vaccine, the vaccine's terrific, but we should still wear masks. Why is that? Can you explain that to us, please? Here's another one. If liberalism is so spectacular, why do they flee? Remember Braveheart? Remember that? You remember Braveheart? Joe, did you see Braveheart? Yeah, I did. I, I remember. I think I know where you you're going. You, yeah, I, I know. You get to cheat because you've heard this before. But uh, sorry, folks. If I'm repeating this for all the listeners, it's fine. Guy, you ever see Braveheart? You did? Okay. There's that scene where they're on the battlefield with the English and, and some of the Scottish uh, fighters turn around and they run. 
And uh, one of the Scottish uh, lords or whoever he is says, wait, do not flee. Remember that? Do not flee. I love that part, <laughs> right? They should have listened to William Wallace. Well, I, if, if liberalism is such a spectacular success and everybody wants to live under actual liberalism, then why does everybody flee liberalism? Verdict is it. Got to get a little more sound out of this. I got the new gavel, but it's, it's not as soundy as the last one. You know what it is? It bounces off the desk, I think. That's why it absorbs something. The verdict is in. That's a fair question. If liberalism is so wonderful and everybody's so eager to live under this liberal utopia, high taxes, government-run health care, masks everywhere, the deuce everywhere, the deuce, the goggles, the hazmat suit everywhere, if respiration's gone out the window and all this stuff, and liberalism is so spectacular, government regulations, wokeism, identity politics everywhere, then why is everybody so eager to get the hell away from states that are run by liberals? Again, it's just a question. Are we allowed to do that anymore? Is ScrewTube going to pull us off today? What about Fakebook? Are you going to pull us off too? Saw this article pop at the New York Post this weekend. This is fascinating because it's actual, you know, data, data, facts. Really hard to get your arms around that. Liberals, I understand. First the grip, now the arms. Try to bear hug the facts for a minute. This will be up in my newsletter today, which, um, please, we'll have some special announcements coming up with my newsletter. You'll hear first, bongito.com slash newsletter. So please subscribe. Of course, it's free. Uh, Bongino.com slash newsletter. But while you're there, read this, Jim. The sixth borough. You know, New York has five boroughs. Uh, well, Florida apparently is the sixth. New York Post, the sixth borough. Florida state records quantify defections from New York. Now, again, to our liberal friends listening, quantify means that you're putting a kind of a number on it. That means like data, spreadsheets, and that's, I know you have a tough time with these things, kind of facts. So, you know, liberal is a liberal, excuse me, New York is a liberal panacea. Every liberal policy you can possibly have is in New York. High taxes, crap all over the police officers every day, embrace Black Lives Matter, um, uh, claim Hamas or freedom fighters, whatever it may be. That's all in large areas and large swaths. There are a lot of good people in New York. I don't want to stigmatize everyone. But unfortunately, um, large portions of the population have turned into complete liberal lunatics. So the question is, if liberal lunacy is great and really wonderful and such a utopian paradise, then why are all these people leaving? Here are the actual numbers. And we know these numbers because it's not conjecture, folks. It's actual people who've traded their New York driver's license for Florida. It says at least 33,565 New Yorkers, oh my gosh, have changed their New York driver's license for Florida between September of 2020 and March of 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, the town I live in, uh, I don't even think has 33,000 people. So the entire town could have been transplanted from New York. It goes on. That's a 32% increase from the same period the prior year when 25,000 New York driver's licenses were traded for Florida. Florida officials said a major cause of migration was parents looking to get their kids back in full-time in-person school. I thought we weren't doing that. Liberal teacher unions told us that was deadly and dangerous and kids would be pulled out in body bags every single day if we sent them back to school. So how does that work? How does that work? Because maybe liberals are liars, and they don't actually believe anything they say. They know the hell holes they vote in office like New York City and elsewhere really suck. So they vote them in to virtue signal to their left that they're really special because they believe in liberalism. Even though they have, do not flee, even though they flee liberalism at the perfect at the perfect opportunity. Right. When liberalism's destroyed everything. And then they come down to Florida and vote that crap in here. Sorry, this isn't story time today, but another quick personal story. So I got a neighbor here in the hood that I talk to. <laughs> I don't know if my neighborhood qualifies as the hood, but old neighborhoods I did, but we'll call it the hood for now. So I got it because I don't want to give away who this person is. She tells me this fascinating story. She goes, hey, I got this neighbor who works at, works at a very liberal place, let's say, in the media. I don't want to give away who it is. It's a small neighborhood. The person comes out and tells my friend, who happens to be a conservative, um, you know, and does, actually lives by our principles, unlike liberals who flee them. Do not flee. So the neighbor comes out, and I don't know what they were doing. You know, you know, they were outside putting out their garbage. And the neighbor says to my friend, yeah, you know, and, and this is a huge liberal, this person, and, and they all work in this liberal place. They say, yeah, you know, uh, we come down here, and, you know, we still have a uh, residency down here because we like the lower taxes and stuff. But really, we spend most of our time in New York. I'm pretty sure, by the way, it's illegal 
Uh, but whatever, I'm, I'm not, not going to rat on you, but you do your thing. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. So my friend's kind of like, oh, really? That's funny because you work at this liberal rag entity, and that liberal rag entity and you have told me how, like, liberalism is, is it. It's, it's the magic elixir, and yet you move down here to get away from liberalism, right? Like, the actual neighbor had argued with my friend that high taxes are a really good thing and must have forgotten that argument because then they told my, my, uh, my friend, the liberal told my conservative friend that they left New York because of the higher taxes. Ah. You know, data, 33,000 people evacuating. Are you tired of these idiots? Don't call them idiots then. Sorry. Are you tired of this? We love higher taxes. Then why don't you pay them? Because I don't want to because higher taxes suck. Oh, okay. That makes sense. We love government health care. Do you have government health care? Nah, hell no. I'm rich. I pay for my own health care. Oh, oh, okay. You just want the great unwashed, the smellies to have government health care. We hate school choice. It's terrible. Public schools, they're the way to go. They are. Do you send your kid to public school? Hell no. Those schools suck. Oh, oh, okay. Again, the smellies. That's for the smellies. Us, the great deplorables. The Walmart crowd. That's just not for you. A little angry today for a lot of reasons I have not described yet. I woke up this morning feeling a little rough. It's all right. I told you I'd never come on the air if I didn't want to do a show. But I got, This is not my wedding ring, by the way. Everybody keeps uh, commenting on it, and I appreciate your comments. Like, why does Dan wear his wedding, wedding ring on, on his right hand? It's not my wedding ring. This is a, it's an aura ring that monitors, like, your bio signals. You know, after the cancer thing, I freaked out. So understandably like hey cancer it's kind of serious so i <laughs> it's me so i could kind of you know so it monitors everything your body temperature your heart rate your steps and all that stuff um i'm sure liberals will boycott order right now and probably like tr- try to burn the company down because you know i wear one but i woke up this morning and it was like it gives you a readiness score and they were like dude you had a rough night last night it was crazy they were right too because i woke up this morning like i got a lot of stuff on my mind coming up hence the Anger about these issues today. All right, let me get to my next topic and move on because we do got a lot of news. Uh, last week, we got to some Israel stuff, but not a lot. Folks, it's a serious situation. We don't cover a lot of foreign policy on the show because it's kind of hard to narrow it down to one issue of importance. China, Russia, we only have an hour every day. When we get on the air with the, uh, with the radio show coming up next week, a week from today, Monday, May 24th, right, we'll have some more time to discuss some foreign policy issues. But this is important because I'm really tired of this issue. I'm tired of this issue because I'm not tired of dealing with it. I'm tired of the stupidity again. You're sensing a thread today, like reality grip, how there's like sane people and the ridiculous absurdity crowd, and yet the absurdity crowd seems to get all the media airtime and air cover. Here's what I mean. Here's Ilhan Omar, who's turned into an absolute lunatic. She's now supporting terrorists, which is, I mean, is how is, how is she not being totally condemned and and asked to leave the seat right now, Ilhan Omar. This is an actual tweet from Ilhan Omar's account about the ongoing crisis in Israel right now. She says, Israeli airstrikes killing civilians in Gaza is an act of terrorism. Leftists do this all the time. They flip the flipperuski. You know the flipperuski? They, 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 what the terrorists are doing, they flip it and blame it on their political opponents instead. She says, Palestinians deserve protection. Unlike Israel, missile defense programs such as the Iron Dome don't exist to protect Palestinian civilians. Maybe you wouldn't need them if you wouldn't launch rockets into Israel. Just throwing that out there. She says it's unconscionable not to condemn these attacks on the week of Eid. Israeli airstrikes are killing civilians? Remember the Thomas Sowell debating tactic i told you about thomas Sowell, great intellect of our time has called out liberals for this repeatedly the tactic of starting the story in the middle they start a story that's a 12 chapter book at chapter six and they expect you to forget about chapter one through six so what's interesting is she starts the story with israeli airstrikes in gaza but leaves in the leaves out the fact that they're striking targets in gaza that are launching rockets rockets 
into Israeli civilian territory. No warning, no nothing. Just indiscriminate rocket launches into a free country. She leaves that out because she supports terrorists, Hamas. That's what she did. Can we stop beating around the bush? Ilhan Omar is supporting a terror group. And what does she do? She does the standard liberal tactic every dense liberal does, and they take it and they blame the terrorism on their political opponents instead. Starts the story in the middle. Here's how it worked for the liberals listening who have a tough time with foreign policy. Gaza, Israel. Gaza, controlled by a lot of components of Hamas. Rockets into Israel first. Tried to kill people. Iron Dome blocks some rockets, not all. Some people do get killed. Israel responds to stop rockets. Notice how she starts the story in the middle with the Israel responds to stopping the rockets. She doesn't mention the actual rockets because she's a liar and she supports terrorism. Can't say that, Dan. I say whatever I want. I don't care. I'm tired of these idiots. Here's another genius. And oh, here's another way from the tweet. Here's another. Palestinians, a quote from Ilhan Omar's tweet. Palestinians deserve protection. Maybe if you spend more time on technology and your economy and not killing Jews all the time, maybe you'd have technology too. I'm just throwing that out there. There's only been, what do you think? What do you say, Gee? Billions of dollars in aid to Palestinians? We we rough rough marker? Billions of billions? Maybe we're at the tens of billions now. You could have built 75 iron domes at this point. But no. No. When Hamas takes their money and somehow gets a hold of it and then buys rockets from the Iranians to blow up Israel, maybe maybe you should spend your money on an iron dome instead. You know, technology, productivity, better than terrorism, right? I, I thought we all knew that. Here's another genius in a classic clip. Ilhan Omar's best friend. Another dunce, AOC, the most famous bartender in America. Here's AOC asked a while ago by Margaret Hoover. Uh, it's about a 13-second clip, so it's short. Asked to comment on the issue. Which she opens her mouth. Now, she's another supporter of Hamas. Hamas, big terror group, right? AOC, she seems to love Hamas. Here's AOC in a 13-second clip. I don't know if this is two, three years ago. Uh, when asked by Margaret Hoover, you know, hey, give us your take on the whole Palestinian-Israeli issue and what you think. Of course, AOC, who uh, she can serve a Heineken and a Bud really well, doesn't seem to know much about the whole Middle Eastern crisis. Here she basically admits she's a dunce. Check this out. You use the term the occupation of Palestine. Mm. What did oh. you mean by that? Oh, um, I think it, what I meant, I, I am not the expert on geopolitics on this issue. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, that's true. Thank you. Uh, that's all I needed to hear. You're not an expert on anything. Maybe serving a Jägermeister shot, but you're not an expert on pretty much anything. Here's who they support, by the way, Ilhan Omar. I, where, is the le- where is the left, by the way? I thought the left, they were all about tolerance. What is that, bumper stickers? If you're a leftist, you have to put the bumper sticker on. You know, the coexist bumper sticker. Coexist, right? We got to emphasize LGBTQ rights all the time. See, unlike the left, we actually respect God-given rights for everyone, regardless if we agree with their lifestyle or politics or not. That's the whole essence of being a conservative, isn't it? I I thought. But the left, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, AOC, Bernie Sanders... And others who support terrorists, they support terrorists. That's what they do. Yeah, that's true. They don't seem to have any problem with this story in Newsweek. Remember this one back in 2016? Hamas executes prominent commander after accusations of gay sex. Someone going to ask Ilhan Omar about that? What about AOC? The bartender. Someone going to ask her about that too? AOC, you support that? Killing people? Killing people, Hamas, for, for gay sex? Do you support that? Because I assure you, regardless if you agree with the lifestyle or whatever your thoughts are, I'm pretty sure that if you're gay in Israel, there's no death penalty. I'm pretty sure last time I checked. Can you double check? Yes, I'm getting Yeah, there's no death penalty for being gay in Israel. We're all cool. Joe, can you third that? No death penalty, right? Israel, I third it. Hey, you yep. can, 
Okay, Joe Thurston, there's definitely no death penalty in Israel for being gay. I thought we were into tolerance. Coex coexist? Uh, unless it's Hamas, then you can kill people who are gay. No problem. No problem at all. <laughs> right? Good point. Keep putting up a good point. They, they have this enormous gay pride uh, parade in Tel Aviv. There's not mass killings there. Then try that. Try that in the Arab world. Go ahead. Don't, I want you to live. In many places in the Arab, you could maybe get away with it. Not in Palestine. Or Palestine, air quotes. There's no, pal, pal, there's no Palestine. There's no such thing as Palestine. There's never been a Palestine. Ask your friends who tell you there's a Palestine. Say, really? What was the official currency of Palestine? Can you produce a coin, a nugget, a dollar bill? says... Palestinian Federal Reserve. Who was the king or monarch or, or president of Palestine? Who was that? Ugh. All right. You know what? Let me get to my third sponsor here because I, I, I want to come back to this. I'm, I'm not happy about this story. There's no moral equivalency here, folks, at all. If the Palestinians, you know, wanted peace, there'd be peace tomorrow. The Israelis want peace. They get murdered by rockets from Gaza. There's no moral equivalence there. Israel doesn't execute people for gay sex, okay? I want to take a minute. I want you to take a minute, if you wouldn't mind, and go to adflegal.org slash Dan. After I tell this story, because as a father, it's going to hit home, all right? It's bad enough what her kids have been subjected to with the mask wearing, but for one girl, it got worse. Her name is Lydia. And she was told she couldn't wear her mask because it said, Jesus loves me on it, claiming it was school policy. While other kids could wear BLM masks or sports team logos. No, 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 no. That's not happening. Thankfully, the Alliance Defending Freedom, Alliance Defending Freedom is defending your rights. ADF is a nonprofit legal organization that defends religious freedom and free speech. This is important, critical stuff. They're able to do this because of your generosity. More and more, we're seeing government officials across the country threatening your freedom of speech. It's time to stand up for our rights. No more delays. Today, it's Lydia. I've said this before. Tomorrow, it could be coming to your door. It could be your kid. Please go today to adflegal.org slash Dan and make a tax-deductible gift today. Alliance Defending Freedom wins nearly 80% of its cases. It's money well spent and together, we got to do something, folks. We can defend liberty and the values that made our country great. Visit Alliance Defending Freedom at adflegal.org slash Dan. That's adflegal.org slash Dan. Please go today. The do matters. We appreciate it. Folks, a couple more points on this. This entire crisis right now in Israel was instigated by a landlord-tenant fight. Not a joke. Neighborhood in Jerusalem. Hamas didn't like the legal outcome of a landlord-tenant fight. So what do we do? Let's fire some rockets into Israel, try to kill a couple thousand people. And to Ilhan Omar and AOC, the bartender, they're like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds legit. Yeah, why not? Just imagine that. Here's a, here, can we do a little test here for our supporters of the terrorists, Hamas? I'm sure there's some liberals listening who actually support terrorists in Hamas. I'm sure of it. Can we do a little test? So let's say there were actually functioning courts in Gaza and certain parts of the West Bank. Let's say that, where the Palestinians are, you know, have some element of, of control and a population presence. Let's say there were functioning fair courts. What would happen if in, say, the Gaza Strip, a Jewish tenant, right, he didn't pay rent, to a Palestinian landlord, and then lost the case, and then Israel launched 3,000 rockets into the Gaza Strip and certain portions of the West Bank. What do you think would happen? What do you think? Let me give that a second. Let that one stoop. Yeah, people probably pretty pissed, right? Me too. I'd be like, well, that sounds kind of violent and unnecessary. Why would you do that? Well, that's what happened. Just the role players were reversed. Hamas, they, they lost the case about a landlord-tenant fight. And they decided, yeah, yeah, let's just bomb Israel. 
And Ilhan Omar's like, yeah, yeah, sounds, sounds about right. Second, can we stop beating around the bush here and, and cut the BS? You know, I don't know how many of you catch my Fox and Friends appearance on Monday morning, but they're pretty fiery typically. Hamas wants Jews dead. They want Jews dead. When you say things like Israel doesn't have the right to exist, that means you want them dead. Dead. There's no moral equivalence at all. Whereas Israel has tried repeatedly to work on a two-state solution, which is, by the way, a waste of time at this point, because remember, the famous line by Abba Abon, the Palestinians have never missed an opportunity to miss an opportunity at peace. They're not interested. You're never going to have a two-state solution with one state saying, you don't have the right to exist. We want you dead. That's not a two-state solution. That's a nihilistic solution. Hamas wants Jews dead. That's what they want. Israel wants Hamas to stop trying to kill them. There's no moral equivalence there. Third, Hamas launched rockets into civilian areas. No warnings, no nothing. Rockets, Israel, death and destruction. Thankfully, Israel has an iron dome, which is relatively effective. But a lot of rockets still get through. Because Israel spends their time building stuff and technology and not threatening to wipe people off the face of the earth. Kind of a good economic approach. I recommend that one. I recommend that approach. Focus on your factories, your people, productivity. Focus on that. Your, the Palestinian approach, uh, the, the Hamas approach is quite different. Their approach is let's kill the Jews first. I don't know about you, Joe, but I'll take the economic productivity. It's far better. Mm -hmm. Far better. Very productive. It's much better. And I think on the moral and ethical scale, it's a lot higher. So Hamas launches rockets in, tries to kill people. Israel responds by warning. And and, and listen, folks, I'm sorry. I don't at this point. I'm not sure I even agree with this policy. You agree, disagree, you do you. I owe you an opinion. I don't owe you a lie. You owe me nothing. You don't owe me anything. I owe you a good show and an opinion. You owe me nothing. But we do have our email out there if you disagree. I don't even think this is a sound policy anymore. Where Israel now warns people in Gaza that, hey, we're going to respond and here's where we're going to hit. Which obviously gives the bad guys time to escape. Why do they warn them? Because they're not savage animals like Hamas. That's why. And they don't want to kill innocent civilians. The problem is the terrorists then get away. So Israel, you know, Hamas, they love propaganda because they can always count on idiots like Ilhan Omar and the bartender to propagate their nonsense. So Hamas this weekend lost their mind because Israel took out a building and in that building was a Hamas intelligence headquarters. They warned them first so all the intelligence terrorists could get out. But also in that building was the Associated Press. Oh, my gosh, did the left lose their mind. Look at this. Israel, the Israelis trying to kill a bunch of reporters. Everybody was like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. They conveniently left out of the story that the building housed Hamas intelligence, uh, one of their headquarters there. So here's a quick clip of Benjamin Netanyahu saying, you know, these AP reporters are like, my gosh, we were lucky to get out. No, you weren't lucky. The Israelis told you to get out because you're living next door in a building to Hamas bloodthirsty terrorists who want Jews dead. Maybe you should relocate out of that building. Here's Netanyahu. I want to get to minimizing those casualties, but you spoke with President uh, Biden yesterday. It's inconceivable you would have talked to him and not shared proof of Hamas in those buildings that housed the journalists. Did you share that with him? Well, we pass it through the uh, intelligence services to our people, to uh, those people. Uh, why do you think we brought down that building? The interesting thing is, I would say that, you know, all the journalists, one of the, uh, I think, AP journalists said, we were lucky to get out. Yeah. No, you weren't lucky to get out. It wasn't luck. 
It's because we took special pains to call people in those buildings to make sure that the premises were vacated. Mm -hmm. And that's why we brought down that building. And look, you have your own experiences, I think, in, in Mosul, in Fallujah, in Afghanistan. Uh, I, I think you can appreciate the efforts we go through in dense urban fighting when terrorists are uh, uh, targeting civilians who are hiding behind civilians, how difficult that is. We do our best to avoid civilian casualties, and we did that yesterday with that building as well. Lucky to get out. That oh, was all luck. Really? Did the warning to get out have something to do with it? Because if the AP building was in Jerusalem and it got hit by a rocket attack from Gaza, you wouldn't be so lucky. You'd be dead. Because there'd be the warning would be the explosion that killed you. That's your warning. But you know Hamas, gosh, do they love their propaganda. The AP, the Associated Press, is playing the ignorance card. Hey, we didn't know we were in a building with a bunch of Hamas bloodthirsty savages. Really? Here's a set of tweets by the former Obama spokesperson. Remember the dude, Tommy Vitor? Remember him on Brett Baer's show? Was it five, six years ago? Dude, dude, on the air saying, remember that guy? Clown. Joker, Tommy Vitor. Guy was about 12 when he got hired in the White House. His work experience, his, his, uh, his CV was a blank page with his name and address and his mom's email. Here's Tommy Vitor. He's at TVTOR08. There are seven other TVTORs. Gosh, I hope they don't get confused with this imbecile. He says, you know, here, this is the last thought on this building with the AP that got uh, taken out. He says, last thought on this. I'm sure Hamas officers were in that building and that they purposefully co-located operations with civilians. But that is not a new problem. And if the Israeli Defense Force wants to claim that the military effort is targeted and precise, then you shouldn't hit that building. Hmm. And he says at the end, when asked about this, how exactly he knew Hamas was in that building, he says, and I quote, I talked to people who worked in the building. I thought AP didn't know they were co-located with Hamas savages in the building. I thought they didn't know. That, that, I, that's the Obama, Obama guy with his mom's email saying they actually spoke to people in the building, indicating they were absolutely aware they were co-located with Hamas savages. Come on, Dan, that's just the former Obama flack, the 12-year-old who got hired in the White House. What does that mean? Here's an article from The Atlantic back in 2014. In case you think this is a new thing. It says, quote, the AP, if you want to look up the name of the article, by the way, it's what the media gets wrong about Israel is the article. You can look it up yourself. Matty Friedman. Here's the quote. The AP staff in Gaza City would witness a rocket launch right beside their office, endangering reporters and other civilians nearby. And the AP wouldn't report it. Not even in AP articles about Israeli claims that Hamas was launching rockets from residential areas. Parentheses, this happened. Hamas fighters would burst into the AP's Gaza Bureau and threaten the staff, and the AP wouldn't report it. This also happened. You didn't know? You didn't, you didn't know, the AP. You, di you didn't know you were in an office with savage terrorists? How did, how did you miss that? Did you miss it when the savages ran in the office after rocking, or, or launching rockets into Israel and told you not to report it? Did you, were you out to lunch for that? Not sure. You may have missed that one. All right, got one last sponsor. Coming up on the other side of this, I have the holy segment. Uh, we don't have a beat button on the show, but we will on the radio show. This is the holy stuff segment. Seriously, coming up next. What the hell is this? 60 minutes last night. The whole UFO thing is just like, what is going on? Like, why right now? Why are we now? Seriously, I'm not joking. Like, if I got spares in here. And apparently not. 60 Minutes did a whole segment on UFOs yesterday. And like, why are we getting bombarded with this now? Something up. Am I going to see Tom Cruise soon? Remember Tom Cruise? War of the World? <laughs> I think it's coming out of the street in Newark, New Jersey. What's going on? Why? What's going on? Just asking questions, folks. All right, our final sponsor today, our friends at My Patriot Supply. People ask me all the time, hey, man, you were a preparedness guy. You ready for the next crisis? I try. A lot of people aren't prepared. And they'll suffer when we see things like hyperinflation, a stock market crash, shortages, or civil unrest. Listen, man, don't be a victim, all right? Make sure you have enough emergency food, water, and supplies stockpiled today. Don't wait. 
Remember last time? My Patriot Supply was sold out when the coronavirus hit because people rushed the last minute to get it. You got to get it now. There's only one company I recommend, My Patriot Supply. They're America's leading preparedness company, and they're here to help you become self-reliant. My Patriot Supply has been in business for over a dozen years, and they've served millions of fam- families, and they've earned more than 39,000 four- and five-star reviews. Their food is specially packaged to stay fresh for up to 25 years. And right now, you can save $50 on their four-week emergency food kit. Don't just get one. Get one for every member of your family. It's the least you could do, four weeks. The meals are delicious. They provide 2,000 calories a day. How do you get it? Do what I do. Go to preparewithdan.com. I buy them. I'm sure if we wanted to, we could catch a few comp ones from them, but I buy them. Go to preparewithdan.com. Save $50 on a four-week kit. Don't wait for something bad to happen. We might not get a warning. Go to preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. Preparewithdan.com. Go today. Don't wait. All right. Um, Last segment of the show today. We're going to wrap it up after this. I got this New York Times article be in the show notes, which I'll get to tomorrow about the New York Times finally admitting the whole Spygate thing was an information laundering operation. What they, what I tell you? It was going to drip, 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 and when the Times thinks it's comfortable to tell you, hey, all that stuff we told you about Russia was a fake, now they'll do it. Okay, here's the holy stuff segment. What the hell is this? So 60 Minutes last night ran this story about uh, UFOs. UFOs, unidentified flying objects. Doesn't mean they're alien, means they're unidentified. UFOs are real. There are flying objects that are unidentified. Are they alien UFOs? I don't know. No one's told me. But here's the opening part of this segment last night where this very sincere, apparently unimpeachable former member of the military who was assigned to this unit, whose credibility doesn't seem in doubt at all, certainly not his bona fides, does an interview and he's like, hey, I'm not asking you to agree with any of this stuff. UFOs are real. And I'm watching this like, huh? Why are we hearing this now? Check this out. So what you're telling me is that UFOs, unidentified flying objects, are real. Bill, I think we're beyond that already. The government has already stated for the record that they're real. I'm not telling you that. The United States government is telling you that. Luis Elizondo spent 20 years running military intelligence operations worldwide in Afghanistan, the Middle East, and Guantanamo. He hadn't given UFOs a second thought until 2008. That's when he was asked to join something at the Pentagon called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, or ATIP. The mission of ATIP was quite simple. It was to collect and analyze information involving anomalous uh, aerial vehicles. Uh, What I guess in the vernacular, you, you call them UFOs. We call them UAPs. You know how this sounds. It sounds nutty, wacky. Look, Bill, I, I'm, not, I'm not telling you that, that it doesn't sound wacky. What I'm telling you is real. The question is, what is it? What are its intentions? What are its capabilities? Uh, you're damn right. Those are the questions. Folks, this is serious. It's not a joke, right? Again, I know leftists who watch the show, Tampa, you know, current UFO, conspiracy theory. Is it? It was 60 Minutes. I'm just covering what 60 Minutes said. It's not my segment. I didn't interview this guy. This is a more than credible, unimpeachable witness, apparently involved in a program that's identified unidentified flying objects. Identified, unidentified flying objects. That flows nicely. He's telling you, whether you think it's kooky or not, it's real. They call them UAPs. I don't care what you call them. You can call them ABCs, BFCs. I don't care what you call them. I just want to know kind of what they are. Here's the way I see it, and a lot of people out there who have some expertise in these unidentified objects, a lot of them, a lot of people study this stuff. I'd like to know, is there a third option here? Because the way I see it, and I'm just ping-ponging back and forth with the audience, it's either one, an advanced terrestrial technology where we're seriously in trouble, some other country, terrestrial, planet Earth, you know, the Russian liberals listening, some terrestrial technology has figured out how to seemingly defy the laws of physics. No exhaust plumes descending from, what, 8,000 feet in one second, or at least bend the laws of physics, and we haven't. That sounds like a problem. So that'd be number one. Again, if there's a C or a three or whatever, that's option one. Option two, or it's not of this Earth. It's from another system, planet, galaxy, M theory, galaxy, whatever. 
Sounds like kind of a problem too, no? Is there an option C? Anyone? Anyone on the show? Is there an option C? Anyone? Mm, mm. Speak now for... Okay, no, none for Joe. Key, is there an option? No, there's no option three. I, I'm i just saying, if there is, let me know. Because either one of those sounds like kind of an issue to me. And it gets worse. Here's two... They didn't just interview this, this gentleman. They interviewed two more members of the military. Again, their, their credibility appears from this interview to be unimpeachable. If we find out later... They said something crazy? Well, report it. But these are two pretty serious people, aviators apparently in the military. I'm not sure if it's Navy, Air Force, Army, Marines, whatever it was. I'm not really sure. Forgive me. But it must have been Navy, I think, because of the, they flew off a ship. But this is a fascinating portion of the segment where one of the pilots talks about seeing this TikTok-looking object that, again, seems to have defied the laws of physics. I kind of want to know what that is. Check this out. It was November 2004 and the USS Nimitz Carrier Strike Group was training about 100 miles southwest of San Diego. For a week, the advanced new radar on a nearby ship, the USS Princeton, had detected what operators called multiple anomalous aerial vehicles over the horizon, descending 80,000 feet in less than a second. On November 14th, Fravor and Dietrich, each with a weapons system officer in the back seat, were diverted to investigate. They found an area of roiling white water the size of a 737 in an otherwise calm blue sea. So as we're looking at this, her backseater says, hey, Skipper, do you? And about that got out, I said, dude, do you, do you see that thing down there? And we saw this little white tic-tac-looking object, and it's just kind of moving above the white water area. As Dietrich circled above, Fravor went in for a closer look. Sort of spiraling down? Yep. The tic-tac's still pointing north-south. It goes, and just turns abruptly and starts mirroring me. So as I'm coming down, it starts coming up. So it's, it's mimicking your moves. Yeah, it was aware we were there. He said it was about the size of his F-18, with no markings, no wings, no exhaust plume. Uh, forgive me, I think I got that wrong. I think he said it dropped 80,000 feet in a second. Did it? Did I just catch that right? I think it said yeah. 80,000 feet. Yeah, 80,000. It did, right, Joe? Okay, 80, not 80,000. Maybe we should know what that is. That's pretty impressive. 80,000 feet, one second. Let's do a one-second count. Hold on. So we got my timer on the phone. Okay, let's go one. Okay, 80,000 feet. That's pretty impressive. Pretty shocking feet. For those of you watching on Rumble... Check this out for those of you listening on audio. Um, here's the actual video of the object they picked up uh, a few minutes later. I think uh, 60 miles away. And it seems to, again, defy the laws of physics, which, you know, I'm kind of curious about U.S. airspace, the physics defying materials. Sounds kind of serious. Check this out. Seconds later, the Princeton reacquired the target 60 miles away. Another crew managed to briefly lock onto it with a targeting camera before it zipped off again. You know, I think that over beers, we've sort of said, hey man, if I saw this solo, I don't know that I would have come back and said anything because it sounds so crazy when I say it. Yeah, well, maybe it should stop sounding crazy. I appreciate uh, that uh, military officer's uh, perspective and I understand. But you know, this is a common tactic of the left for decades and people in the media to diminish the credibility of people they don't want asking questions, to say, it's a conspiracy theory. So I understand where she's coming from. But maybe it's time to start asking questions. Marco Rubio, senator from the great state of Florida I live in, is. Here's an article in the New York Post, again, be in my newsletter today. Please read it. Senator Marco Rubio calls on the United States to take UFO reports, quote, seriously. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's probably a pretty good idea. Serious stuff. It's not a joke. I'm not suggesting it's alien technology. I don't know that. That's a big leap. But it's definitely a flying object that's unidentified that seems to have technology we don't in our country or close to it. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. A couple of asks, please. Again, I'm sorry to bust your chops. I don't mean to, you know, you owe me nothing. I owe you a product. I just appreciate you're here. But you'd be helping me out a lot um, if you would... Uh, Get ready for my show. Uh, listen, May 24th. It's coming up this Monday. My radio show. It's not going to affect the podcast at all. No worries. The podcast isn't going anywhere. Nothing changes. But it will be on stations around the country. 
starting this Monday. If you go to my website, starting this coming Monday, May 24th, seven days from today, there will be a listen live button on my website, Bongino.com. You can listen there and check your local listings if they're going to be carrying my show. Also, June 5th, my Fox News channel show starts June 5th. I got a ton of emails. Maybe I wasn't clear enough. It's always got to be. It's never the customer's fault. It's always yours. I should have been clearer. I got a ton of emails. Damn, what happened to your show this Saturday night? Were you fired? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> the show doesn't start till June 5th. So we're still, what, three weeks away. Saturday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern time, the Fox News channel. Set your DVRs now. Get ready. The Dan Bongino Show. It is going to be fire. I promise you we're going to bring it. Been given a lot of freedom to do my thing. I think you'll like my thing. All right? Thanks, folks, for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.